welcome to When TV Was Great. I'm your host, Alyssa. Thanks for joining me. Today I'm going to be talking about my all-time favorite Golden Girls episode, The Monkey Show, Part 1 and 2. Now, yes, this is a two-parter, and sometimes what podcasts do is they do a, the one part one week and the second part the next week. Well, I don't like to do that. Uh, I like to do it all in one, just like you're watching the episode, because, you know, it's just easier. You remember it. it, it I don't know. My my memory ain't so great anymore, so it's just better to do it all one shot. This episode aired on November 9th, 1991. It's from season seven, and it's episode eight and nine. I'll just give you a little synopsis here. To try to depend less on Dorothy, Stan's psychiatrist suggests he gives his emotion to a toy monkey. (laughs) Meanwhile, Sophia prepares for a hurricane, and Dorothy has taken joy out of her sister Gloria's misfortune. Now, I told you guys that this month I'm doing episodes about siblings, and this is another episode about sisters and... Not sibling rivalry. I guess it could be considered sibling rivalry. Now, there is so much about this episode I love. You got Stan, Dorothy's ex-husband, who is the best in everything. Every episode, he's so funny. You got Sidney Pollock as the psychiatrist. I love Sidney Pollock. Rest in peace. He was in um, Tootsie. And he was also in one of my favorite movies, Eyes Wide Shut. He's just a hell of a good actor. I love him. And then you got, um, oh God, it's just so funny. I, I, I just love this episode so much. There's so much going on. It, this will probably be a little long of a podcast because I'm doing two parts, but there is so much to talk about. Let's get going here. So Dorothy, or sorry, so Sophia comes in and she's carrying sandbags and she's dressed in a big raincoat and then she brings in a shovel and we can see obviously she's getting ready for something. Ma, what are you doing? Filling sandbags, Dorothy. There's a hurricane a-coming. A-coming? That's right. People only use the uh when a really big storm is a-coming or a-brewing, so grab a sack and start a-shoveling. Ma, the weather report said nothing about a hurricane. Ida Pearlberg, down at the senior center, woke up this morning with a leg cramp. Need I say more? Yes. Dorothy, when you get around my age, two things happen. One, you get more intuitive about the weather, and two, corn becomes your enemy. Ma, even if there is a hurricane a coming. Don't patronize me. I'm not patronizing you, I'm a mocking you. Look, Ma, if there is a hurricane coming, it's not going to get here for a while, so come on, sit down and relax. I love that. Corn becomes enemy. Oh boy. So they sit down at the table and Sophia tells Dorothy that her sister Gloria is coming to town. Uh, there's obviously some bad blood there. Uh, Sophia says, I don't see why you guys have such a problem. Like, what's the problem? And Dorothy just tell- says that Gloria is snobby, stuck up, always bragging about her money. And then Sophia tells her that she's broke. And Dorothy goes, woohoo! It's funny and sad at the same time. Okay, so in subsequent episodes, uh, going back to, I think it was season six, Dorothy and Stan almost got remarried. And she backed out at the last minute. 
And I'm pretty sure they just start seeing a psychiatrist to see, like, what the relationship's all about. Because I think they still date. And they're, they're kind of, like, they're kind of, like, off and on, on again, off again. And they decide to see a psychiatrist. And in the next scene here, Dorothy comes in and tells Blanche that this is her last session with the psychiatrist. And she's happy and she's ready to get rid of Stan forever. So I guess that's the plan, you know. Stan asked her, I'm pretty sure in some previous episode stan asked her to go to a psychiatrist because it'll help him heal or whatever you want to say so that's what's going on here she's going to her last session with a psychiatrist and god is it a funny scene but we'll get there soon anyway <laughs> dr halperin is really working wonders with stan you know he's gotten him to transfer his love for me to a fake monkey <laughs> What are you talking about? Well, it really is very simple. You see, studies show that when baby monkeys are taken away from their mothers, they can transfer their love to fake mothers. Mm -hmm. And the same thing is happening with Stan. I mean, he's weaning himself from his relationship with me by using a fake monkey for companionship. Why not use a fake woman? Oh, well, honey, that's why Stan went to the psychiatrist in the first place. <laughs> So, introducing a new character in this episode, the fake monkey. This is actually a character. I'm not kidding, you guys. This is a character. You'll see. It's coming up. Now, Rose walks in and says that she's gonna, uh, she's in charge of a telethon to save the McKinley Lighthouse. And she's in charge of, like, the entertainment and all that fun stuff. So, that'll be interesting. Okay, so Gloria comes to visit, and, you know, her and Dorothy aren't getting along from the get-go. Uh, she's knocking Dorothy's job, saying she would never be a substitute teacher. She'd be a real teacher. And Dorothy is just like, what a bitch. Then Stan comes to the door. Hi, it's me, Stan. And who's that good-looking monkey with you? Don't be condescending. I know it's silly, but it's doctor's orders. It's just a tool to help me get over Dorothy. Can I hold him? Are your hands clean? <laughs> Hello, Stan. Uh, Gloria, what are you doing here? You usually don't like to slum it with this part of the family. Stan, please. She's out of M-O-N-E-Y. <laughs> yeah, well, she's not getting mine. She's not out of monkey, Stan. She's out of money. Let's go. <laughs> Out of money, is she? Well, how ironic. You're broke and I have all the money I want. <laughs> Not to mention my self-respect and my monkey. <laughs> and a good-looking monkey it is. Is it me or is that a traffic cone? <laughs> I love that. Well, she's not good at mine. Stan is so damn funny. All right, well, they're off to their psychiatrist appointment, and what a treat we're in for. Uh, by the way, uh, will my monkey be okay on my lap, or should I get a chair? I have a place for your monkey, sir. <laughs> well, Dorothy, it sounds like you're a little hostile toward the monkey. You want to talk about it? What's to talk about? I had to ride in the back seat all the way over. <laughs> Stan said the monkey called shotgun. Well, Dorothy, I don't think you'd feel this way if you read my book, Monkey Love. <laughs> Stan,
Dan came to me as a needy person. I've shown him that he can be happy with an inanimate object. In other words, Stan, you are now an independent person. You don't need this monkey. Wait a minute, Doc. You're not thinking about taking away Fifi, are you? <laughs> okay, maybe I jumped the gun here. Not having read a Monkey Love, uh, Doctor, how many of your patients don't get off the monkey? Over half. <laughs> but the monkey keeps getting smaller until ultimately it's the size of a keychain. <laughs> Dorothy, why don't you and Stan say your goodbyes? Stan, can you come back tomorrow? Well, we were thinking about playing bridge. Oh, Stanley, stop that! <laughs> Dorothy, in any event, your part here is done. And I'm going to recommend as the concluding and most important step in your treatment that you both spend at least two years apart. No phone calls, no visits, nothing. You're both okay with that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got a place for your monkey, Stan. <laughs> I love it. All right, so Dorothy got the best news of her life. She doesn't have to talk to Stan for two years. So she thinks this is over. She thinks she'll never see him again. We will see. To finality and closure. To husbands being out of our lives and gone forever. Oh, oh. Dorothy! No, wait, wait, this is good. I mean, don't cry. Why are you crying? Our husbands are dead, you monster. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I didn't mean it that way. Oh, come on now. Let's celebrate. Celebrate? You don't know what it's like to have a husband die and leave you with nothing. Just a closet full of suits that you spend the rest of your lonely life trying to get rid of. What are you anyway, a 42 regular? <laughs> Look, I'm sorry if I seemed insensitive. But in every relationship, there are always times when you don't want to be with each other. I mean, Stan and I went through a period where we had no marital relations at all. I totally cut off his sex. You mean it grows back? <laughs> yes, Rose, he's a lizard. <laughs> I hope you guys laughed as much as I did during that clip. The first part, oh my God. I love any time any of the girls make fun of Dorothy, like looking like a man, dressing like a man. Oh my gosh, it's like the funniest because she really does dress very weird. I love B. Arthur, don't get me wrong. But she dresses so strange, she has such a deep voice. I can't even do it. Ma! I can't even do it. So that was funny. And of course, the uh, cut off his sex line's hilarious. Well, they... <laughs> <laughs> they talk about um their past loves and and then Sophia comes in still preparing for the hurricane and so uh, Dorothy Dorothy tells Sophia that it's over with Stan and she'll never have to see him again and she's so happy well Sophia tells Dorothy maybe try to share some of that happiness with your sister you guys need to get along she needs you so Dorothy and Gloria have a heart to heart Gloria, you okay? I just had a bad day. <laughs> I guess I'm a little scared. I don't know. Maybe I was too confident when I got here, trying to convince myself I was happy. I guess I'm really lonely. Oh, Gloria. 
I understand. Oh, I know you understand, Dorothy. That's why I came to you. <laughs> I'm miserable with no prospects. Oh, Dorothy, how do you do it day after day, year after year? <sighs> I feel lost. I mean, look, you're in a new city, you're poor, you're a single woman, you have no money. I know, I but mean, I... you're poor. Now, you think about that. Every last cent is gone. No mas dinero. Dorothy. But I'm your sister, and I'm here for you. Oh, man, Gloria is such a bitch. She deserves everything Dorothy says to her. Sorry, guys, but she does. Well, everything's fine and dandy, seems like. So the next day, Blanche and Rose are doing the tryouts for the uh, telethon, the Save McKinley Lighthouse telethon. And this is a fun scene. But how can you thank someone who's taken you from crayons to perfume? It isn't easy, but I'll try to serve with love. Date me. Blanche? But he was good. He was not. He was just a man. I mean, you've said yes to all the men and you've been discriminating against the women. I have not. It just so happens all the women we've seen have been horrible. Okay, so after that, Angelo, Sophia's brother, another one of my favorite characters. He's so funny. He comes in and tries to audition for the show. And uh, then Dorothy and uh, Gloria walk in and, you know, just to check on things. And I forgot to mention in the last scene where they made up and they were, you know, friends again. Dorothy said she was going to introduce Gloria to some of her man friends. So they're talking about how it's not going very well. She's not, she just doesn't feel like anything's working. She's lonely. And Dorothy says, hey, you know, things are going really well with us. Why don't you bunk with me in my room? You know, we can, we can, it'll, it'll be like old times again. And Gloria agrees. And that's where we leave that. Okay. In the next scene, Sophia's wearing a sweatshirt that says, I'm ready. Take me, Hurricane. Uh, I bet you anything you can find that on a Golden Girls, like, merchandise site. Uh, it's raining. It's starting to pour. And it's starting to look like there might be a hurricane. Sophia was right. Uh, Dorothy can't find Gloria. So they're they're all looking for each other because, you know, they might have to evacuate. But um, she can't find her. I wonder where she is. Repeat, South Florida is now under a hurricane watch. We'll keep tracking the storm to see if it's going to come our way. I can't believe it. The eastern seaboard's history. God, it feels good to be right. <laughs> well, I'm not going to let any bad news affect me today. I am in control of my fate. For once in her life, Dorothy's Bornak is the master of her own destiny. I am woman. Hear me roar. <laughs> Dorothy. Gloria. Stan. 
Good news, Dorothy. I'm off the monkey. <laughs> okay, so this is kind of a visual. But Dorothy walks into her bedroom and finds Stan in bed with Gloria. In her own bed, you guys. Her own bed. Ew. So, uh, yeah. Dorothy eventually faints. And that's the end of the episode. They just leave it at that. I'm going to continue because I'm on a roll here. Let's just keep going, guys, okay? So the next episode obviously has a flashback of the first episode. And Dorothy is sitting on the couch. Or sorry, she's laying on the couch and she's coming to. Gloria is sitting next to her in a bathrobe. And Dorothy says, oh, I had this awful dream. You and Stan were in bed together. And I, you'd never do that to me, you know? And I just can't, I can't believe it. And then Stan walks in <laughs> wearing a bath, wearing Dorothy's bathrobe. And Dorothy's like, oh, hell no. So, uh, Gloria, so Stan just says he was lonely and the hurricane's coming. So he thought he was going to die and he was just feeling vulnerable and scared. And Gloria says she's called Dr. Uh, no, he, sorry, Stan says he's called Dr. Halperin over to talk to them all. This will be interesting. Doc, I uh, have some news. I sort of slept with Dorothy's sister. Hey, you're off the monkey, mazel tov. <laughs> Oh, my God. What is it? You're Dan and Morothy. <laughs> Crazy names? Carol, this is a different Dan and Marthy. You mean these aren't the two nuts who couldn't stop seeing each other? Dan, a sex-crazed nudnik with occasional performance problems, and Marthy, a domineering tyrant who totally emasculated him? No more calls. We have a winner. I can't believe this. An hour ago, my life was perfect. I was finally rid of Dan. I felt good about my sister being back. And now this. How am I supposed to cope with this? Believe me, Dorothy, it won't happen again. Right, it was a mistake. I didn't mean to hurt you. Okay, we had a slip up here, but better in the first two years of the separation than later. Stan, you have to try again. Dorothy, if you need to talk about how you feel, I'm always here for you. And half price because of the Dan and Marthy thing. <laughs> Carol, come on. <clears throat> what would make Stan do such a thing? Well, strict Freudians would call it a codependence transference. But if you ask me, men are pigs. Yes, Stan is totally a pig. Now, the girl you heard on here is Carol. And Carol was actually on the spinoff of Golden Girls called Empty Nest. And I have the information here, and I did watch Empty Nest. It was a little... I don't know. I wasn't as into it as the Golden Girls. I mean, I was watching the Golden Girls when I was, was, a, I was a little kid. But Empty Nest uh, aired from October 8th, 1988 to April 29th, 1995. That is a long time. You know what? That actually went as that went longer than uh, the Golden Girls. Golden Girls ended in ninety one or ninety two. Now, it was basically, if I remember right, Doctor Harry was it Harry, Harry Weston was a pediatrician and he lived with his two adult daughters, uh, Carol and I'm getting the names here. Gosh, I don't remember. 
Hermes. Carol and Barbara. Yeah. And uh, Dr. Weston had a nurse named, gosh, what was her name? Laverne. Park Overall. I love Park Overall. I know it's such a funny name, but I love her. She's great. So I remember her. She was really funny on that show. And also, Dr. Weston uh, did appear on an episode of Golden Girls. There's an episode called Sick and Tired where Dorothy cannot figure out what's wrong with her. She has chronic fatigue syndrome, but it was right around the time when it was really, really new and nobody knew what it was yet and knew knew anything. And she kept going to all these different doctors. She went to, like, some some specialists and stuff and Harry was Harry still didn't even know what was wrong with her he had to send her to somebody else so she finally found out but anyways he was in that episode and like I said that's the neighbor of the of the Golden Girls uh and they had a dog named Dreyfus if you guys remember that big uh I think he was a Labrador named Dreyfus was that a Labrador or it might have been a, a Golden Retriever I'm looking to see if it says here. It doesn't say what kind of dog it was. It just said the large dog Dreyfus. And Dreyfus has actually been in the Golden Girls as well. Rose had to babysit Dreyfus. So that's the connection with that. Anyways. Sorry for my kid there. (laughs) The connection with that is that uh, Carol's dating Dr. Halperin. That's why she's there. And I love, I love how he's... He's violating the hip. He's, you know, violating HIPAA by telling his girlfriend about his patients with very, very crazy names and crazy stories. That cracks me up. Because, I mean, as somebody who's who was in the med, who is, used to be in the medical field. I'm a stay-at-home mom now. But I used to be in the medical field. And I know all about HIPAA. And that is a major HIPAA violation. Okay. Well, we're not really any farther than we were before. They're... Dorothy's still upset. Um, Sophia's happy because she she's fi- she's happy that you know uh, Gloria finally found a man, even though it's Dorothy's ex husband. Yeah, it's not a very good idea, Sophia. Uh, it's gonna cause some problems, and we all know it. All right, well the hurricane is getting worse and worse, and we come to this next scene at the telethon. Effects of Hurricane Gale are now directly being felt along the South Florida coast. Oh, have all the acts shown up? Are we all set? Where's the MC? All set. Ladies, trees are falling. Power lines are down everywhere. You go on in two minutes, only one of your acts has shown up, and you've got eight hours to fill. What are you going to do? Well, let me tell you something, mister. It doesn't matter how many of our acts have shown up. It doesn't matter how many hours of airtime we have to fill. There is only one thing that matters here. The indomitable devotion that Rose and I have in our hearts for that windmill. It's a devotion for that windmill. It's a love for that windmill. And as God is our witness, we are going to save that windmill. It's a lighthouse, Blanche. We're saving the McKinley Lighthouse. That I saw? That's the one. We're going to make this a great telethon. Listen, we'll do the entertaining ourselves if we have to. All right, ladies, you're on in ten seconds. And, and, and... Oh, I got the. Five, four, three, two. No, no, you. Hello, this is Rose Nyland, and this is Blanche Devereaux. Hi, boys. 
And we're going to be with you for the next eight hours on the Save the McKinley Lighthouse Telethon. So please call the number that's flashing on your screen to make your pledges. And um, for that handsome guy in the red Corvette that I cut off on Highway 12 yesterday, well, you can call my personal number, which is flashing on your screen now. <laughs> While Blanche is doing that, why don't I head over to the piano? I'd like to sing you a song that I used to sing as a child. It's an old Minnesotan farm song entitled, I Never Thought I'd Grow a Hair There. <laughs> $20. Oh, let's go to the top board. Drum roll. <laughs> We're off to a good start. Okay, now where was I? Oh, yes, where Hans first spots the hair. I just got a pledge for $50 if you will stop singing. <laughs> That's right. 50 bucks if she stops singing, and I'll throw in another 50 if you slap the piano lid on her fingers. Okay, that was a long scene, but it was important. It's a lot to unpack here. So Blanche and, and uh, Rose are in charge of this telethon. There's nobody coming. They had all these acts lined up, and nobody can get there because of the hurricane, so they... <laughs> are stuck with an eight-hour telethon where they have to entertain them, entertain the people. Oh, boy. Well, of course, Blanche is going to use her sexual prowess to, um, you know, entice the men to pledge. <laughs> and, of course, well, when she says, you know, here's my number on the screen, it says 555-EASY. Hilarious. And, and you heard uh, the first pledge... Well, there was one pledge. They, 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 you didn't get it on the... It didn't record it. But the second pledge was Sophia <laughs> telling them she'll pay $20 if Rose will stop singing. I just thought that was so funny. I mean, what would you do if you were stuck in a situation? You're the only ones there. Nobody's coming. You're stuck. You can't go anywhere. You're probably going to have to evacuate at that place. That, well, that's what it says. I mean, that's what they, he says. This is going to be an evacuation center. And I don't know, I've never been in a hurricane. Well, I, okay, I, I technically I have been in a hurricane. I was in a hurricane in Jamaica when I went to visit there. Of course, the one week I went to visit Jamaica and there was a hurricane. Hurricane Charlie. They called it a tropical storm, but I'm telling you guys, it was a hurricane. It was freaking scary. Amber, you were there with me. You didn't think it was anything, but man, that was some scary, scary shit. It felt like we were going to wake up in Oz. Like, I'm not even kidding you. You could hear the... Oh, God, it was scary. I can't even... I can't even, like, reminisce about it. It freaks me out. So that's the closest I've been to a hurricane. I've never had to evacuate. But, I mean, and when you're in Miami, I mean, you have... This is, like, an every-year thing that could happen. So, I mean, they are very... They're very prepared. Ma, after Gloria and I get the patio door boarded up, we really should head for the shelter. Oh, Dorothy... What's the matter, kitten? Oh, I'm just so mad at myself. You and I were finally beginning to get close, and I had to go and do something stupid. 
I just feel so terrible. And the odd thing is, I wouldn't have thought to give Stan a second look if Ma hadn't insisted. What are you talking about? Well, Ma practically pushed us together. Mama, may I see you in the kitchen? You look mighty pretty today, pussycat. This isn't going to work, you little stick person. What did I do? You fixed my ex-husband up with my sister. You don't see anything wrong with that? That's perfectly normal. Do you know in some primitive societies it's considered good manners to give your ex-husband to your sister? In some primitive societies, they leave their elderly out in a field for large birds to feed on. <laughs> Where do we draw the line? Right before the large bird thing. <laughs> Dorothy, she was just trying to help. And I never actually thought Stan sent me those flowers. You sent her flowers? Well, I had to get the ball rolling somehow. You have really done it this time. Now, I don't blame you for this, Gloria. This is your fault. You never take my feelings into consideration. You can't act like this anymore. I can't take it. I won't take it. Dorothy. Dorothy, wait. Fine. You don't want to take it anymore? You don't have to take it. See how well you do without me. Okay, so we find out that Sophia is the one who set up uh, Stan and Gloria. Not very cool, Sophia. Um, well, and now Sophia's gonna be on the run when there's a hurricane coming. <laughs> hurricane a-coming. Oh, boy. This, this is gonna be some problems here. <laughs> oh, wait, I have a bulletin. The intensity of Hurricane Gill has increased dramatically. Several boats at the marina have been beached or capsized. Oh, and here's an item of particular interest. The McKinley Lighthouse has been completely destroyed. What did you say? I repeat, the McKinley Lighthouse has been completely destroyed. Oh, that's not good for us. No! What about our telethon? The telethon is over. The station manager just told me they're turning the airwaves over to the National Weather Service. This studio has been designated an official hurricane shelter. Oh, well, fine. But uh, before I go, I would like to make one final plea. Now, I know there is goodness in your heart, and I know you want to give. Well, I am ready to take anything you have to offer. <laughs> Share with me. <laughs> Ma'am, we've been off the air for two minutes. I know it. I'm talking to Chester on camera, too. Share with me, Chester. <laughs> the McKinley Lighthouse has been completely destroyed. That is what they're all there for. What the hell? What's the point of this? It cracks me up that all this trouble that they went to, and then the lighthouse completely is demolished from the hurricane. I just thought that was hilarious. I mean, it's awful, but it's hilarious at the same time, too. So Blanche is just now going to just use the airwaves to flirt and get uh, get men. Like, you know, like she's very famous for here. All right. Well, so the and like I said, I think I said it earlier. I, I think I, I jumped the gun a little bit. Yeah. So now the uh, telethon is going the building where the telethon is, is going to be a, a hurricane center. So everybody's going to meet up here eventually, as you'll see. Dorothy's looking all over for her mom, and then there's a knock at the door. Ma! 
Hello, ma'am. Oh. Are you the resident here? Oh, my God, it's my mother. No, ma'am, I'm a police officer. <laughs> I'm aware of that. Listen, ma'am, we're evacuating everyone on this street. I'd love to come with you, but uh, I can't find my mother. She's disappeared. I'm sorry, but everybody has to come with us. Believe me, if she's out there, we'll find her. Uh, well, look, give me a few minutes. I have to check the bedrooms. Can I show the kid Blanche's room while we're waiting? <laughs> nah. Let him be surprised. Oh, my God! Dorothy! Oh, Gloria! Stan! Hey, deja vu, huh, babe? Just tell me why. Why in this house? Why in my bed again? Dorothy, this place has memories for us. This is the place where Gloria and I first... Well, I don't have to tell you. You were there. Dorothy, it just happened. I know you think it's wrong, but it's not a crime, you know. Yes, it is. Officers? You brought the cops? That's right. I came prepared. Officers, shoot these people. So they slept together. Again! During a hurricane, when they're supposed to be evacuating. What the hell is wrong with Gloria? And what the hell is wrong with Stan? But more importantly, what is wrong with Gloria? That is her sister doing it again in her bed again. What a bitch. I'm sorry. I have no problem calling her a bitch at this point. She has she has belittled Dorothy. She's put her down. She's, she's mocked her. I mean, this she is not a good sister. She might have been at some point, but she's not now. And I don't care if there's a hurricane and you're scared. No, you don't do that again. You just don't do that again. Once is a mistake. Yes, that's eventually forgivable. Twice? No, it's not forgivable. Sorry, but it's not. Well, now... (laughs) Now the cops are here and Dorothy... (laughs) Dorothy really wants (laughs) Stan to go to jail. You heard me. I'm a taxpayer. Shoot them. No can't do, ma'am. Well, you have to do something. I mean, this is ridiculous. My mother is missing because of these two people who can't keep their hands off each other. Dorothy, please, you're being irrational. Yes, I am a pig. Well, yeah, we're precinct. Listen, ma'am, we're evacuating the entire neighborhood, so the three of you are going to have to put away the fight until we get down to the shelter. We will be waiting in the car. Oh, come on now. You can't too shoot them. I cannot shoot them. I can only shoot looters. I understand. Stan, pick up the TV on your way out, will you? (laughs) That might be my favorite line from this whole two-parter. Stan, grab the TV on your way out. All right. So they're off to the evacuation center because uh, the cops are, like, not giving them a choice. They got to go. And now something that kind of crossed my mind here. I haven't really been in a natural disaster, but I've seen lots on TV. Like, I remember Hurricane Katrina and lots of, uh, you know, lots of situations like that. And I know that um, the cops do try to get the people to evacuate, but you really, you really can't make them, right? I mean... There were people that stayed in Hurricane Katrina. Oh, and fires. All the wildfires here in California. There's people that stay. And they, you know, they... And I, I and if I remember right, I think you have you have the right to stay. They're not going to force you. They're not going to drag you kicking and screaming. But you do have the right to stay since it's your property. 
So I thought that was kind of strange how they wouldn't, like, what if you have a, what if you have, like, a, a basement where you'll be safe? I wonder if they let you stay then. I don't know. I Just a little thought there. Uh, trivia fact, um, that one of the cops in that scene is actually B. Arthur's real-life son. That's interesting. So the next scene, Sophia goes to her brother Angelo's house, or he lives in an apartment, and she is, you know, upset about what happened with Dorothy and Gloria, and she thinks she's a terrible mom, and he reassures her she's not, she's not and, you know, that she, she was trying to do right for both the girls. Well, she was trying to do right for Gloria, and it ended up hurting Dorothy, and, you know, just, she knows she fucked up. <laughs> let's just put, let's just put it that way. Well, they, they, uh, they go off to the evacuation center and then in the next scene, we're all at the evacuation center. Blanche has a huge duffel bag full of candy. She went to the vending machines and cleared them out. That's probably what I would do if I was stuck there with the hurricane. I get the candy, the soda, the chips. I get all that too. And, uh, I think she's, if I remember right, she starts selling it. Let's see. Can you believe it? The machines are all empty. Oh, that's terrible. Would you like a Clark bar? Sure. Two fifty. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to be able to talk again like human beings, like friends. I said two fifty, Stan. Sorry. <clears throat> Dorothy, what's happening to us? I don't know. I was thinking about it myself. I don't approve of you and Gloria, but. If you honestly love her... You know, I don't think I love her. I'm realizing that maybe I was with her just to make you jealous. It was the same thing with the monkey. You know something, Stan? I was a little jealous. Dorothy, it was just an old traffic cone with a monkey head on the top. Jealous of my sister, you idiot. Right. You know, this is what I miss. You calling me idiot. You slamming the door in my face when I come over. I know what you mean. We weren't that happy when we were married. We weren't that happy when we were going to remarry. Seems our relationship works best when we're just plain divorced. I don't want to spend two years without speaking to you. No, we shouldn't, Stan. We share children. We share grandchildren. And I like slamming the door in your face. You know, I agree with Dorothy. I think that if you have kids with somebody, as my child is crying, if you have kids with somebody, you really do need to kind of keep in contact with them, you know? Or grandkids. You know, hey, um, Brian got an A in algebra. You know, like, you want to, like, talk about it. I know some people can't. There's a lot of anger and hatred, you know? Um, I think my, my parents are divorced, and I think they talk to each other once in a while. So I'm glad that they decided to talk, especially since I love Stan and I want him to be in the show. He's so funny. He's, he's, probably, he's probably my favorite. <laughs> He's probably my favorite uh, character. One of them. Okay, well, then they find... Uh, the policeman finds Sophia. They all come back to the evacuation center. And Sophia wants Dorothy and... And, um... <laughs> I'm almost done, Preston. Sophia wants Dorothy and Gloria to make up. And so they do. And, of course, Dan has to be a pig about it. Dorothy... I'm sorry. Oh, don't be. I'm just so glad to have my mother and my sister back. <laughs> Aren't they cute? Yeah, and I've had them both. 
You're right, Dorothy. He is a pig. What a pig. That is such a Stan thing to say, isn't it? Well, Dorothy and Sophia make up. Dorothy and Gloria made up. Dorothy and Stan made up. Everybody's cool. That's the end of the episode. I just love it. There's so many funny lines. I Some of it's visual, you know, and that's what uh, that's a problem with, with podcasts. You kind of just have to remember the episode, go back and watch it. And if you want to watch it, this is on Hulu, both part one and two. Everything's on Hulu. And I think it's unedited if I... If I'm not mistaken, I know when I watch Golden Girls, like on Hallmark Channel or uh, LMN, I know that it's always edited. There's always a lot of funny parts that are missing. And I'm like, where's that part, you know? So I just love this one because, you know, I think that Golden Girls was best when it was like in the later seasons because it was just funny. There was more characters. Remember Miles, uh, Blanche's, or not Blanche's, oh, sorry, Rose's boyfriend, uh, he was pretty, he was one of my favorite characters too. Oh, and I also want to mention that I don't think Gloria ends up living in Miami because we never hear about her. We never see her again. She's just kind of like, okay, you know, she's just gone. <laughs> you know, maybe she goes back to LA. Maybe she, because I think she, she lived in LA. Uh, maybe she, you know, got another job and moved away. But it, I mean, it doesn't matter. She's in this episode, you know, and, and that's what's most important. And she's... She definitely played a played a part in this and played, you know, had a purpose in this episode. And um, I really, I really like it. I love the, I love the jokes. I love the comebacks. I, I love everything about it. Like I said, I love when Dorothy gets, like, made fun of for how she, that she looks like a man, sounds like a man. And also that she's always lonely. She always gets made fun of for that, usually by Sophia. I mean, I think if anybody, there's a lot of people that have some good lines. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of uh, good lines in the show, but I think the best lines come from Sophia, especially when it regard in regards to Blanche being a slut and so and Dorothy being like a lonely person who doesn't date. There's so many jokes about it. Um, I think that's all I have to say about this episode. Uh, I remember watching it when I was when it was live when it when it first aired, and of course I was young. I was in. I think I was in junior high and I remember not, you know, you know, there's a lot of jokes that probably went way over my head, but now it's pretty funny. Okay. So that's, that is the end of my siblings theme for this month. Next month, I'm going to be doing neighbors. And do you think I'm going to be talking about Mr. Roper? You bet your butt. I'm going to be talking about Mr. Roper. So there'll definitely be a threes company episode. Uh, I, I, I don't know the rest, but I just, I just know I got Three's Company coming and I have other things in mind. So April will all be about neighbors. April's a fun month for me. I have my husband's birthday, my birthday, and my five-year anniversary is coming up. So it's going to be a busy month. There might be some, uh, hiccups in my podcast, but it'll be, it'll, I'll get, I'll get it out to you the best I can on the days that I'm supposed to. And, you know, this really is my outlet. Like, this is, I'm a stay-at-home mom, and I'm pretty bored. I don't really have much going on. My my son's not in school yet. So this is kind of like my outlet uh, when I want to, you know, just kind of come back here and and just kind of uh, reminisce and talk about TV, you know. And I don't get to watch a lot of TV, guys. I mean, my son is usually hogging my TV a lot. 
So I watch my TV at night or when he's taking his naps. <laughs> but when I do my podcast, that's pretty much when I watch my TV. Um, okay, so like I said, you can um, look out next week for, for my neighbor's theme starting next week. And uh, you can follow me on Facebook at When TV Was Great Podcast. And make sure you go and leave me a review if you like my podcast on iTunes. And I think that's all, guys. Um, Thank you for listening, as always. I love all of you. And I will see you next week to talk about episodes about neighbors. Thanks, guys. Bye.